Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back again after a couple weeks off. And as usual, we have three great interviews for you today. But before we get to that, I would like to tell you that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. Subway is back on as a league partner of the BC Hockey League for the 21-22 season. And we thank them for their support of the BCHL podcast. Well, we're now three weeks into the BCHL season and there is plenty to talk about. We're coming off the 2021 BCHL showcase, which took place last week and was held in Chilliwack, BC. This event featured all 18 teams in one place playing two regular season games over a five-day span at the Chilliwack Coliseum. This is a huge event for BCHL players because for many of them, it's their first chance to get in front of NCAA Division I coaches and NHL scouts. And this year was no different. Every NHL team had at least one representative at the BCHL showcase and nearly every NCAA Div I program had a representative as well. Speaking of the showcase, our first guest was at his best with the eyes of the scouts and the NCAA coaches on him. And that is Vernon Vipers forward Cam McDonald, who led the league in scoring over the event with five points in two games. Our second guest is another player who was making news this week, but for a completely different reason. Today, we speak with Prince George Spruce Kings defenseman Colton Cameron who was just recently named one of 10 Provincial Premier Award winners in Indigenous Youth Excellence in Sports. And last but not least, we wrap up with an interview with BCHL Deputy Commissioner Stephen Cocker. He recaps the showcase event last week and looks forward to the recently announced Top Prospects game, which will be a part of the league's 60th anniversary weekend, January 14th in Penticton. First up, let's go to the BCHL first star of the week, Cam McDonald. As I mentioned earlier, McDonald had five points in his two showcase games and at the start of the week was tied for third in BCHL scoring with 10 points in five games. McDonald is now a three-year veteran of the league, having spent all three years with the Vernon Vipers and is also a commit to Dartmouth College. We chat about his experience at the showcase, his time spent in Vernon, and we also look ahead to his NCAA Division I future. All right, Cam, you're coming off a first star of the week performance in your team's two games at the BCHL Showcase. Uh, you put up five points in two games. Uh, what was working so well for you? I think um, us as a team really fit, found our game and our identity and what clicked for us. Our first two games kind of started off a little shaky. Guys were figuring out what the league's all about, uh, building chemistry with our lines and with the new guys. But in the showcase especially, uh, we just kind of figured out what works. Everyone kind of bought into the system, and I think we had a lot of success both individually and as a team. 
So who are some of the guys that you've been playing with early on this season? Who who have been your line mates and who have you been able to build some chemistry with? I've been playing with Jojo Tanaka Campbell uh, and Regan Milburn. We played, started playing together last season at the end of the pod season for, I think, the last five games or so. And we started to build chemistry then. And then over the summer and through training camp, we had a little bit of time together, but it really started to click this starting off this year. Yeah, and Jojo's a guy who you've been playing with for a few years now, but since the 1920 season. Um, what do you think it is that, that uh, makes you two work so well together? Is just because you've been together for so long? What, what do you think it is? I think it's a, it's a bit of that, but we're also good buddies off the ice. That definitely helps. Jojo's the type of player that does everything right. He works hard in the D zone, works hard in the O zone, back checks. He takes a lot of pride in his draws, and he cares about the little things. Uh, that's crucial for a centerman and a leader on your team. It's just really good chemistry be- between us because of how hard we both work in practice and in a game. And for your other line mate, Regan Milburn, he was playing against two of his brothers in the game against Chilliwack that you guys played at the showcase. Did, did you guys want to make sure he had a good game that game so he had the bragging rights? I know he did end up having a pretty <laughs> solid game. Yeah, definitely. That was that was a couple. We had a couple conversations on the bus ride up and that week leading up that he wanted to kind of show off to them a little bit but he took pride in his defensive game as well and he did everything right that game um, and he got rewarded for it so we missed out on the showcase event last year because of covid but uh, obviously we were able to have it again uh, this year uh, last week so does it make, make it a little bit extra special for you that you had that performance and then knowing that every nhl team was represented by a scout in the building almost every ncaa division one school did it make it a little extra special for you um, I think for us as a team, we just kind of wanted to do better than we did the last time we were at the showcase. I uh, don't know if anyone remembers, but two years ago, we got shut out in both games and had a pretty poor performance in the second one. So leading up to it, our coach made sure we covered all bases, watched a lot of video, reviewed every aspect of our game, had a really good hard week of practice leading up. And I think it's extra special to me and to our group, uh, the guys returning that we did that well in the showcase based on our performance two years ago. Felt really good. So the showcase is also known for being the place where many players, they begin those conversations with NCAA schools and then eventually down the road, uh, they lead to their commitment. Was that the case for you when you played your first showcase in 2019? I know you're committed to Dartmouth College now. Was the showcase a bit of a starting point for you then? Yeah, definitely. Um, I talked to one of the old assistant coaches at Dartmouth um, back then. He was with Princeton, Stavros. Um, So that kind of started the conversation with us. And then he was one of the coaches who talked to me um, back when I committed in 2020. And then why was Dartmouth College the right fit for you? I think between the coaching staff, um, the school, the different programs they have, it's just a really good fit. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about the coaching staff. They seem to uh, really care about me as a person and just um, seems like a good fit. Yeah, Dartmouth is an Ivy League school and, and those programs uh, obviously have a great reputation when it comes to academics. Is that something that's important to you? Definitely. That was a big re- big part of my decision. Um, schooling is really important to my family and I and uh, you can't get much of a better education than at Dartmouth. Yeah, was that something that that came from your parents maybe? Was that always kind of instilled in you? Where does that importance uh, on education come from? Uh, Yeah, definitely my parents, um, but I think my brother and sister as well. My brother graduated university, and my sister's currently going to UBC, so I definitely want to follow in their footsteps, um, seeing how much they enjoyed it and how much they got out of that. Um, Yeah, it's a big part to all my family. 
And then since you committed there back in the summer uh, of 2020, what have those conversations been like between you and the team? Do they give you advice? Do they ask you to work on specific things? What's the relationship between you and the coaches since then? They're very respectful when it comes to giving advice about my game. They say, always listen to your coach because they know it can be kind of conflicting getting advice from two different sources. But they, they definitely give me a couple of things to work on in the offseason and to dial in on my individual game. But at the end of the day, they're very supportive. Um, they are positive when I have a bad game, even when I don't think they should be too positive, And they're positive when I have a good game. So uh, it definitely gives me a lot more confidence knowing that they believe in me. Uh, it's, it's pretty special. Switching topics and going a little off the board here, I was speaking with uh, Graham Turnbull, the broadcaster for the Vipers. He mentioned that you're not on social media at all. Is that is that true? And and why is that? It's a little rare for for someone your age not to be on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it is true. I noticed that the BCHL tagged some other Cameron McDonald. He's, I think he's like 12 or 13. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, it, it's always been kind of a big thing to my family. Um, when I, when I was younger, I was never allowed to have it. So when I got older and I was given the option to have it, I just didn't really see an importance in it. Um, everyone I care about and I'm friends with has my number. So I'll text them if I need them or if they need me. I just feel like it's kind of, I don't want to say a waste of time, but you can definitely kind of get sidetracked spending all day on it. And then the other uh, question I wanted to ask. So you're in your rookie year, your first full season. I know you played some AP games before that, but in your first full season with the Vipers, uh, you scored in your first game. Uh, so what kind of a confidence builder was that to, to come into the BCHL as a regular finally and get that first goal and kind of seems like you've built on it ever since then? Yeah, it, it definitely did wonders for my confidence. Um, I know a lot of guys who had a, a big struggle getting the monkey off their back early, but uh, I think regardless of when you score your first goal or if you have the confidence to start with, it'll always catch up. I went through a couple dry spells through my first year and it still probably hit me just as hard as anyone else trying to get their first goal. But that's a big part of junior hockey, learning that you don't have to put up points every night to contribute to your team's success. I think that's a very underrated lesson that you need to be taught early. Um, your team wins and there's a whole bunch of good players who don't get points that night. So um, it, it is good to get the confidence in that first goal early, but at the end of the day, you still need to learn that lesson. So you, you guys have had a t pretty tough schedule so far, played against some really good teams. Uh, you lost the first two, but have won your last three. Uh, how are you feeling about where your team is at now through five games? Um, I think we've done exactly what you want a team to do. We've gotten better with each and every game we played. Uh, we kind of peaked in the last showcase game against Alberni Valley. And I think we're going to keep going up in that upward uh, ascending. So first two games, we definitely learned a lot. Um, and I, I think we're going to have a really good weekend. Yeah, it, it, speaking of this weekend, it doesn't get much easier for you guys. You're on an island road trip. You got Victoria, Alberni, who you just saw, and uh, Cowichan in a four-day span. What are you expecting from these island teams this weekend? I, I think we're going to see a, a couple different island teams than that were maybe at the showcase or that we played. Um, I think playing the last pod season against the same three teams kind of made everyone a little off balance when they tried to play outside of their division. So I know for us, when we played our first game against Chilliwack, it was kind of an eye-opener. They play a very different style game than Sam and Armin Consecton. So I think this weekend, after having a bit more time to review video and practice and kind of see the other teams in other divisions, it's going to be 
uh, very competitive and very high paced game. Yeah, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. How nice is it to actually be able to go on these road trips this year compared to where we were at last year with the pod season all in one place? And then uh, even that uh, extended training camp season was all very regional. How's, how nice is it to kind of get out there and see some of these, those teams that you haven't seen in a couple of years now? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain how how great it is because you bond a whole lot as a team when you're out on the road and you're doing these long road trips, spending all the time with the boys in different situations. It's it's crucial for a team's chemistry, I think. And we didn't get that last year. Obviously, it was supplemented with a lot more practice time, but a different dose of medicine is definitely going to help. I think each and every group in the BCHL um, just even perform at a higher level this year. Last question for you. Um, you you still have another year of junior eligibility, um, so uh, it's it's not set in stone when you're going to Dartmouth College. But uh, when what what do you hope to work on and improve on in the BCHL for the rest of your time here to make sure that you're ready to make that jump to college when that time comes? Uh, I think a big big thing for my game and a lot of other young players' game is the mental aspect of it. Uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, but being all right with just being a team player, killing penalties playing good defensive hockey against top lines, not getting on the score sheet and being okay with that. And even being excited about that, like just having a good plus minus and not getting dashed up when you're line matching against their top line is crucial. And it's, it's good for young players to learn that lesson. For me, I want to be able to play better defensive hockey and just be excited after having a good defensive shift and blocking a shot, making a good exit uh, on my half wall. So I think big part for me is yeah being more better defensively and having a better mental mindset going into play college well cam thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck the rest of the season yeah thanks again big thanks to cam mcdonald for joining the podcast moving on to our second interview we speak with prince george spruce king's defenseman colton cameron like McDonald, Cameron is a three-year veteran of the BCHL. He made his debut as a regular at the start of the 2019-20 season. Since then, Cameron has seen his production grow as well as his leadership role. Last season in the pod, he put up eight points in 19 games. And so far this year, through seven games, he has four assists. And he's also been an assistant captain with PG for the past two years. Cameron was also just recognized as one of 10 Provincial Premier Award winners in Indigenous Youth Excellence in Sports. Cameron will explain exactly what that is and what that means to him and his family. We also chat about what it means to be a role model for Indigenous youth, uh, look back on his three years with the Prince George Spruce Kings, and we recap what it was like at the recent showcase as a player who has yet to commit to an NCAA Div 1 program. All right, Colton, you were just recently named one of 10 Provincial Premier Award winners in Indigenous Youth Excellence in Sport. Uh, before we get your reaction to that new news, can you just tell everyone what exactly that award means and, and what it's for? Oh, yeah, it means so much to me. It's uh, yeah, 10 Indigenous athletes in BC were selected not only for the achievements of sport, but also in school. And um, the winners will be put into the BC Sports Hall of Fame. So it's incredible to hear that my name will be put in there. It's so crazy to think about. And I'm just so honored. Yeah. How did you find out? Uh, what was your reaction? I know it, the, the news just came out this week, but how did you personally find out and, and what was your reaction to it? Uh, I was in the off season. I got a call. I'm not sure who, uh, who it was, but, 
Yeah, Dave, it's iSpark who let me know that um, I was uh, one of the um, I was one of the people that would get the award, and I was shocked. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing feeling. You've been sitting on that information for a while, then, hey? <laughs> yes, uh-huh. for a while. So, yeah. what, did they tell you like just tell your your immediate family and try and keep it a secret? How how did you have to yeah. approach that? Yeah, they told it. They told me to uh, keep it on the down low. But uh, yeah, it was hard to keep in because it's it's in uh, it's exciting new, new yeah sorry it's exciting news but uh, yeah it's awesome yeah and you said your your name is, is going to go in in the hall of fame there what what does that mean to you that's that's probably pretty oh. exciting yeah I don't even know what to say about that just it's so crazy to think about but uh, definitely excited to visit the hall of fame and uh, check it out. Yeah, so yeah, I, I know you're you're only 19 years old still, but I think um, getting this award kind of proves that that you're you're a role model and, and a leader to people in the indigenous community. So, uh, w- having that information, what what kind of a responsibility do you, do you feel knowing that um, people in the community look up to you? Yeah, it's I mean definitely little pressure knowing that people look up to you, but uh, it feels great to. Um, have people looking up to me and uh, representing the indigenous community. Um, but yeah, I just want to let them know that anything's possible. I think hard work's the most important thing in life. And if you have that, anyone can achieve anything. And obviously, you know, well, uh, this past year has been very difficult for uh, Indigenous people in Canada uh, with everything that's been uncovered uh, about the atrocities at residential schools, as well as uh, significant losses suffered due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, what, what kind of a role do you see yourself playing in that healing process? Like, how do you approach um, the healing process when it comes to those serious matters? Well, I just think it's very important that everyone's aware of what of our history and um, just making sure like on the ice, if like I hear any comments about um, indigenous people in the wrong way, like I got to stand up for that because it's, it's that just can't happen. And um, so, yeah, just moving forward, just everyone's got to know the history and um, yeah. So you were a part of the the 2020 BCHL Roadshow event in Kitimat. You've been with the Spruce Kings for a few years. Um, and for people that don't know, that event um, is the the Spruce Kings and the Langley Rivermen played a pair of regular season games in Kitimat. Um, beyond the hockey, there, there were uh, hockey camps for local youth as well as uh, visits to Indigenous schools. Uh, so what was that experience like for you getting to be a part of that weekend? Yeah, that was such a great experience, not only because the hockey, all the uh, people in Kinnamat came to watch. It was so exciting. But uh, off the ice, uh, I got to visit the school there and talk to a a lot of kids there and uh, played um, ball hockey in the gym and then uh, talked to a few classrooms about uh, uh, my experience playing hockey. And uh, it was just such a great experience. And I would love to do it again if I could. Yeah, and looking back, you've been with the Spruce Kings now since 2019. You're you're a three-year veteran of the league. You're an assistant captain on the team and clearly a leader as well. Uh, when you look at your BCHL career so far, what does it mean to you to be a Prince George Spruce King? Oh, it means so much. Prince George is such a great place to play. The whole organization's amazing. The fans, my billets, and just the town itself is just great. And to be a leader on the team just... It's such an honor. 
So looking back to last year, you were one of many BCHL players who participated in the pod season. Uh, your team had a great showing that year in the spring. You ended up winning the Chilliwack pod on the final day of the schedule. It all came down to one game between you and the Chiefs. Uh, what was that experience like for you playing those 20 games against the same two teams all in one, in one location? Uh, it was definitely a mental and physical grind, but uh, it was lots of fun just being in a hotel with the guys for that long. You get to know them so well and get close. Um, and uh, definitely tough playing the same teams over and over again. Um, but I was so glad that our last game was very meaningful. And um, it was definitely, definitely so fun to be a part of that. And I'm just so grateful that uh, we were able to play some games because other leagues couldn't even have that opportunity. Um, so yeah, it was definitely such a great experience. And there's a significant amount of guys that were on that team that played in the pod that have returned this year. Um, it seems like you guys have kind of carried that success and that momentum into this 21, 22 season. Um, do, do you think that's correct? Is, is that something that you guys built on last year and have been able to carry it over since there's been, uh, some, some carryover in the players that are on the roster? Yeah, totally. We have such a uh, veteran group and um, with, that, with that success from last year, definitely uh, is going to this season as well. I think that um, with all the uh, experience we do have, like, I think we can have a great shot this season and uh, we already have um, that chemistry because uh, most of the guys are, uh, did return. So I'm just so excited to keep playing. Yeah, and you seem to carry over a bit of that momentum too. Um, you you raised your game offensively last year in the pod. You had eight points in 19 games. Uh, so far this year, you have four assists through the first six games. Uh, is that just being more confident, getting more opportunity? What do you attribute to that? Uh, definitely a confidence thing. Uh, my first year, uh, I did have a good amount of playing time, but um, I was just focusing on like getting pucks out, playing good defensively. And um, so then my second year and, and this year, I definitely have more confidence of in my abilities and um, not just playing good defense, but also joining the rush and um, getting more shots through and just um, making, making more skilled plays. So you touched on this a little bit, but the team this year is off to a great start. You have a five and one record. Uh, this podcast will come out on Friday, so you'll have already played it. But you, you have a tough, tough test tonight against Penticton. Uh, but what, what are you liking about this year's edition of the team? Like, why do you think you guys have been able to have such a hot start? Um, yeah, Penticton will definitely be a good test for us. Um, as long as we play well. Um, I have no doubt that, uh, we can beat them for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely having a good, good start is really good for the team just to build confidence. Um, that Victoria game, they were undefeated and we were able to defeat them. And that definitely just, you can just tell the team just boost, boost their confidence up. And, um, yeah, we're just really excited for these, uh, next couple of games because, um, it'll definitely uh, be a good test. So you're a player who uh, doesn't have a scholarship at this moment, but we're just coming out of the BCHL showcase where a lot of those relationships and conversations start with NCAA schools. Uh, you missed out on the showcase in 2020 because of the pandemic, uh, along with the rest of the league. So how was this year's showcase experience for you? Oh, it was so great. Um, just being able to have a showcase and just um, show the scouts um, my play is just... 
it's awesome because it just gives gives you a chance, gives you another look. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience at Chilliwack. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. And then last question for you. Uh, what are some of the things that you hope to prove this year, either, uh, to yourself or to the scouts watching in order to increase those chances of getting that scholarship? Are there specific things you want to work on or specific things you want to show off? How are you approaching this year when it comes to that? Well, I just coming from the roots for my first season, just uh, playing good defensively against the top teams. I think that's where I shine the most, shutting down their top players. Um, but I also want to showcase that I'm not just uh, good defensively, but I can uh, play on the all, all all the areas of the ice. Um, so, yeah, hope I can. Hopefully, I can um, continue getting points and uh, also locking down teams as best players. All right, Colton. Well, thank you so much for joining us and making time on a game day. Uh, congratulations on uh, the award. It's well-deserved and, and best of luck the rest of the season. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick. Only $3.99. Only at Subway. And only here for a limited time. Subway. Eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Thank you so much to Colton Cameron for joining us. And once again, congratulations on the award. Uh, it is well-deserved. Let's move on to our final interview. We speak with BCHL Deputy Commissioner Stephen Cocker. Cocker, fresh off of the BCHL showcase last week, gives us a recap of the event, what it was like from a league office point of view, from a player's point of view, and for the scouts. And we also take a look ahead at the BCHL Top Prospects game, which was announced earlier this week, and it will be part of the league's 60th anniversary All-Star Weekend and will happen on the Friday, January 14th. All right, Stephen, we just wrapped up the BCHL Showcase event last week. Before I ask you about the specifics of how it went, um, how nice was it to be able to hold an event like this, bring in all the teams and, and have fans in the building? It, it felt great. It, it felt uh, good to, you know, instead of seeing coaches and governors in a, in a small Zoom, uh, you know, Zoom window online, it was great to see everybody in person. And, uh, you know, it, it was just great to, ca to catch up and see everyone face to face. But but it did. It felt like we were back to normal, uh, some sense of normalcy. Obviously, as you mentioned, we had fans in the building. Uh, the, the seven thirty games were great. We were able to, to get, you know, obviously 50% right now in Chilliwack, we were able to, uh, to, to have a good sense of, of what BCHL hockey's like at those seven thirties. So it was, it was good. You know, as I said, fans cheering, uh, players interacting with NCAA coaches and NHL scouts, um, under our, our safety measures that, that are in place, but it just, it felt good to be back to uh, some sort of normalcy. So we played 18 games in five days, all in one location at the Chilliwack Coliseum. That's a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. Um, how did the event go from your perspective? I thought it went very well. Uh, comparative, you know, comparing to, to previous showcase events, even under the circumstances of, 
of COVID-19 and safety measures in place and, you know, proof of vaccination. I thought it went e- extremely well. Big kudos goes to Barry Douglas, uh, Haley Ferguson and Mandy Henderson and, and the Chiefs organization. Obviously, they run a, a first class, um, you know, first class operation there. So they were excellent help as, as they always are. Uh, yourself and, and Jake Baker in the office, uh, you know, did an outstanding job on the ground and making sure the players were, were taken care of and the scouts were taken care of um so I, I thought it was outstanding from an operational perspective and ultimately the players were given a chance to showcase themselves which is really what what this event is all about so i i, I thought it was a great a, a great week and what about the scouts what kind of a turnout did you see from scouts uh from from the nhl teams and the ncaa coaches yeah we we had a, a hun- hundreds of, of pre-registrations i think uh, heading into the event, we were at about 108, uh, hovering around that 110 number. Uh, many more walk-ups throughout throughout the week. Every NHL team was represented. Uh, in addition to NHL Central Scouting, majority of Division One programs were there, head coach uh, and or the assistant coaches. So I think this event is always going to be well represented. We've shown that every year uh, this event is kind of that first first uh first start of the part of the season where players are identified whether that be for college or or for the nhl and they really start uh you know making themselves uh more prominent on certain lists again whether that be nhl or ncaa uh division one team lists uh this is really that first the the first event of the year where uh where players can can uh, can start start showcasing themselves and and uh, get on teams teams radar. Did you get any feedback from the scouts as to the quality of play compared to years past? Obviously, we didn't have a showcase last year. It was uh, a unique year to say the least. But uh, compared to other showcases, uh, what was the feedback? Yeah, so bumping into some some uh, NHL scouts on the concourse and some some schools. It, the one thing that they applauded was was the depth of the league. I think there's a lot of leagues leagues uh, this year that are we're, we're obviously hit hard and are dealing with some sort of uh, COVID hangover from what last year was. So uh, the the depth of the league was applauded. Obviously, we do uh, have numerous players that were identified by NHL Central Scouting, plus a few more uh, during during the week. So. Uh, the, Really, uh, it, it was there was a good a good sense of the BCHL's back and and the talent is there, uh, but that's something we'll follow up with. I have a post showcase survey that will go to the scouts that were in attendance and you know just to get a, an anonymous uh, feedback of of where the BCHL's at and obviously feedback on the event as well. So I'm looking forward to uh, to get the results back on that. Last question about the showcase before we move on. And you touched on a lot of this already, but uh, for the players, uh, why is this such an important event for them? Well, our job is to showcase the players uh, to whatever the next level is for them. If it's the NCAA uh, Division One, which is obviously our main, uh, you know, we're the main pipeline for for that in in Canada. If it's the and the NHL U uh, Sports, we we need to give our players a platform, an elevated platform to to showcase themselves. So, um, you know, obviously the event being in one central location, making it easy on scouts and players. Um, you know that 
this event is is so important for our players and we know that and and that's that's the reason why you know when i mentioned the feedback survey like this event is so important for our players to be noticed we want to make sure we're doing the best job possible every year you mentioned uh, Central Scouting and their list that came out. Uh, so they put out their players to watch list uh, literally the day before the event. Uh, there were seven BCHL players listed on that list. Uh, what does it say about the league to have that kind of representation and have it so early in the season when a lot of uh, the scouts haven't even seen our players play yet? Well, I think that's uh, that should be noted. Is usually our showcase event is prior to them releasing their their player to watch list. Which obviously this year with with COVID, we pushed our season back. Um, the the NHL Central uh, Scouting and NHL Scouts were only able to see a handful of our teams throughout their travels. So um, I, I I have a feeling we're gonna have a handful more. Uh, players identified as watches or, or uh, letter grades to that list out of our event. Uh, but, but really it, it says we're, we're back, you know, we're, we're the leaders in college tracking Canadian junior hockey and uh, you know, the, the league, the league is back. And um, you know, I think the talent is as good as it has been, uh, you know, in the past, past three to five years. So I'm, I'm excited to see, how this plays out during the year and uh, you know, uh, all in all to see where our scholarships are at at the end of the year and where uh, you know, what players are being selected at the NHL draft. So right after the showcase, the league announced that there would be a top prospects game uh, as part of the 60th anniversary all-star weekend. Uh, what was the thinking behind adding this, uh, this event to the overall 60th anniversary event? Yeah, so we're we're very excited for the 60th anniversary All Star Weekend. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of great great initiatives and event events that are already planned. But the Top Prospects Game, as I mentioned earlier, it's another event that we're going to be able to give our players more exposure on an elevated stage. So you know this this event is usually get some good traction from from NHL um, NHL scouts and NCAA coaches that come up and want to see these players in a different environment and that's what this this opportunity gives um, so it'll be yeah, it'll be a, a top prospects game plus a combine event which all those results will obviously be given to to the NHL um, and as I said we're, we're very excited for it it's something the league has pondered uh, and and looked at in the past, uh, but this this first year will will give us an idea of where we can take it in the future and and where we can improve our events. And again, with with the ultimate goal of uh, creating exposure for our players. So, what's the format of the event, and uh, how will the teams be selected? Yeah, so it'll the players will go through a combine uh, on the Thursday and the Friday morning. Uh, they'll come in, uh, you know, get get their their team gear, their team packages, um, and then the game will be at on 6 p.m. in the SOEC South Okanagan Event Center in Penticton to start off the 60th weekend on that Friday. Uh, the the players selected, we will lean on NHL Central Scouting. Uh, the their listed players will receive automatic entry into the game. And then we're going to rely on BC-based NHL scouts as well as central scouting to fill the, the remaining spots. So our, our program, we have a competition committee, will put together a, a short list, list of names along with feedback from our coaches. 
about who should be regarded for those those remaining spots. And uh, we'll, again, we'll lean on NHL Central and those scouts to fill in the 17 to 19 year olds that are eligible for the draft. And then on top of that, we do want to fill the remaining spots with some of the elite 16 year olds in the league. Uh, we have um, we're very excited with the the young crop of players we have. I mean, you look at the statistics page. You know, Wood, uh, Stanley, Lacroix, Nadeau, Slipic. Bo uh, Gelbard, like these are these are some of the names that BCHL fans are going to he- hear a lot of in the future. So we want to make sure they're represented in the top prospects game as well. Yeah, you mentioned seeing how how this event goes, the top prospects game, and and looking forward. So is this something that you think that the the league will keep on the schedule beyond this year? Absolutely, uh, I think we'll we'll look at it in the first year, the first uh, kind of event this year. Uh, again, tied into our 60th, and moving forward this weekend in mid January, I think is going to be our our top prospects weekend. And any way we can involve, you know, BC hockey in that, uh, whether it's having you know minor hockey have their top prospects or some sort of collaboration on a, a weekend event. That's where we want to bring it moving forward. Um, but we, we, yeah, we'll spend some time, brainstorm some different variations and different ideas and see where we can, uh, you know, take this event in the future. Last question for you. So we're, we're through one event on the schedule. Uh, we've, we've talked top prospects. What else can the BCHL fans look forward to the rest of the season? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I mean, there, there's a lot of good events. I think the one thing that sets us, us apart is, uh, you know, we have all these events and we're looking forward to, you know, to follow through with them and, and hold them and give our players this opportunity and not just have a regular season. Uh, so, as I mentioned, our 60th anniversary is going to be an outstanding event, uh, outdoor all-star game and skills competition. Um, you know, all, all eyes will be on, uh, on, on the Saturday of, of that weekend after the top prospects game. We'll have some big names of alumni attending the, the weekend as well, which will be exciting. I'm sure those announcements will come out in the, in the next uh, few weeks to, to next, next month. Um, and then playoffs obviously are going to ramp up. And as we all know, that's a, a whole nother level of BCHL hockey. Uh, and, and I do want to mention without giving too much, too much out, uh, we will be making an announcement in the next, uh, week, week or two about, about another event. Uh, one of which we're extremely excited and honored to be a part of. And, uh, I, I'm looking forward to, for that to be announced again in the next, uh, next week or two here. Great. Thank you so much, Stephen, for joining me and uh, best of luck with the BCHL the rest of the season. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. All right. That does it for another episode of the BCHL podcast. We are back after a couple weeks off because of the showcase and we'll be releasing episodes on a more regular basis going forward. A huge thank you to all my guests, Stephen Cocker from the BCHL office, who you just heard from. Cam McDonald, the first star of the week in the BCHL, Vernon Vipers forward, and PG Spruce Kings defenseman Colton Cameron. A quick reminder, if you're not doing so already, please follow the BCHL on social media. We are at BC Hockey League on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, if you're looking for more written content and uh, one place to see all of our video content and everything like that, 
head on over to www.bchl.ca. Uh, we'll be having some really cool 60th anniversary stuff coming up in the next week or so. Uh, a look back at the start of the BCHL all the way back in 1961. Uh, so please keep your eyes peeled for that. And finally, a big thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, as usual, for stitching this thing together. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and we will talk to you again very soon. Bye.